Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh Custer and I'm going to be your host. Um, first episode, really excited. Um, we've been talking about doing this for quite a while and finally have it kind of uh, ironed out and, and set up. So being the first episode, we just wanted to kind of give you guys an introduction to who You Make the Scene is, um, give you a little background on myself, um, also tell you kind of what the plan for the podcast is, where we're planning on going with it, um, ideas for segments, things like that, um, and just hopefully get you guys engaged and, and wanting to take a listen to it, at least for a little while, you know, let us know how we're doing. So um, you can follow us on all the different social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, it's just at you make the scene. And our website is www.youmakethescene.com. Uh, we're going to be hopefully getting into a rotation where this will be going up probably every week. Um, and would love for you guys to just, you know, subscribe, let us know what you think, give us that feedback so that we can make this as good as possible for you. So let's start with who am I? My name is Josh Custer. Um, concert photographer, music journalist. Been doing it for about 14 years at this point, you know, so um, started out as a freelancer, just kind of getting my feet wet, writing for other people, and um, eventually got to start photographing some concerts and things like that. And then eventually started writing for a few different um, outlets and was pretty happy with it for a while, but, you know, it just came to the point where uh, I wasn't happy anymore. I was answering to editors and uh, category directors and all sorts of stuff that weren't doing the same thing that I was doing, and so they've kind of lost touch with what shows are really like or, you know, what bands are, are doing out on tour, things like that. Um so I got to the point where I just decided that it, it was time to <laughs> cut the cord with the big companies. Um, started doing this on my own about, oh, two years ago, um, maybe three now, that I went back to truly freelance um, and decided to start my website. You know, I, I needed to be able to be my own boss to produce the content that I wanted to produce, to ask the questions that I wanted to ask, things like that. And I just was tired of only being allowed to cover certain bands because of certain labels, you know, pushing their content or pushing their artists. And there's so much music that was getting overlooked by those companies that I just wasn't a fan of it anymore. So. Um, started the website and, uh, you know, I haven't really looked back from there, just been in pushing forward and trying to produce, you know, more and more content, uh, getting back with some of the press teams that I used to work with and really pushing to, uh, lift their artists and the, the stuff that they're working on, um, in a more organic and, and genuine fashion. So what does you make the scene mean? Uh, what are we about? Things like that. I really wanted to get into this a little bit with you guys. Um, so growing up, obviously, for me, 
the scene was emo music, scene music, pop punk, all that sort of stuff. Um, but as I got older, I realized that the scene can be anything. Um, it's any genre of fan. It's the rock fan. It's the country fan. It's the EDM fan, pop punk, emo. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Um, the fans are what make the experience. And that's really what the the title you make the scene means to me is that you guys have control over absolutely everything when it comes to your preferred genre of music, your favorite bands, um, all that sort of stuff relies entirely on you. Um, if you're not buying the music, the bands aren't touring, the bands in turn then have to break up because they can't support their families or you know, they're not happy with the, the life that they're living at that point. So, um, you know, the, the scene, again, for me, is, is the fan base, the community, um, the experience that, that fans are able to provide. So as much as we love going to concerts and, you know, experiencing the music and the artist and all that, it means probably just as much, if not more, to those artists that people are showing up. Um, that means they're living their dream. They're doing what they want for a living. They're able to support their family. You're buying their music, their merch, all that sort of stuff. It's huge because without you, they're not. They're sitting at home. They're probably not creating anymore. They're working a day job that they hate. So you make the scene is not tied down to any one specific genre. It is entirely your fan base your genre, your community. So another kind of big focus for us here with You Make the Scene, um, you know, obviously I just spoke about the community, um, the fan base, the involvement, the engagement with artists, things like that. Um, but we also take mental health awareness very, very seriously. Um, it's something that's been very close to us for a very long time. Um, a lot of the bands and, and artists that we've worked with in the past obviously have a focus on it as well. Um, there's such a stigma around mental health and and how people portray it or talk about it or lack thereof that it's detrimental to our society, not just in the music industry, but, you know, worldwide, really. So... Um, obviously, within the music industry, we've lost some amazing artists to mental illness, and it's mind-boggling that we can't talk about it in an open fashion and and express how we feel and feel safe while doing it. So that's one of the big things we want to focus on um, as well. Um, we are big fans and supporters of a couple different uh, mental health awareness organizations. Um, we've worked with To Write Love on Her Arms in the past. Um, it's a fantastic organization that we're we're fans of, and um, you know try to support as much as we can. And uh, Hope for the Day is another one that we've fairly recently uh, been made aware of about a year ago. Um, as a matter of fact, at a warp tour. 
is when I first heard about them and was able to talk to them a little bit and, you know, a big, big fan of what they're doing um, to bring to light the the issue of mental health um, and the lack of support that a lot of people get. Uh, and then some of you may know that... Um, Jake from August Burns Red has a organization called Heart Support. Um, they're fantastic as well. Uh, all three of them are definitely worth checking out. We'll definitely um, have links to them in our articles and stuff like that from time to time. Um, and it's something that we try to talk to artists about uh, as well during our interviews as long as they're comfortable with it um, because that's obviously a key to all of this is you know you have to be comfortable enough to talk about it so um, we do talk to some of our artists about what mental health means to them um, how they're able to work through their uh, problems on the road or you know what they deal with and how they deal with it and things like that um, so yeah it's it's a big big focus for us um, and again, it's something that we definitely try to support and help bring to light the importance of it because the numbers, if you look at suicide rate, self-harm rate, all of that that's tied into mental health, it's unfathomable how much people say that those things happen but aren't able to talk about them or don't have an outreach that they can go to. So, um, you know, anything you guys can do to support some of those organizations or help uh, bring to light some of those organizations would be huge as well. Um, and then, you know, just the, the last thing that we're going to be about is um, growth in the industry. Um, not just for us, obviously, but trying to lift up smaller bands or bring to light some of those smaller bands, working with um, some local acts or some regional acts, maybe somebody that doesn't get a lot of uh, radio play or hasn't had the opportunity to get on the radio. Um, we are by no means the radio, but we're going to do everything we can to help grow the community, um, to grow fan bases and to bring to light as much new music and new artists as we possibly can. Some of the podcast segments that we're going to have as we progress forward, um, they're going to change up week to week most likely just because I think that if we did the exact same format every single week, that's going to get really boring. Um, we're going to do album reviews, probably mostly newer release type stuff. But we'll throw in the occasional uh, throwback album or, or something, you know, see what we can find on that. We're going to do show reviews, let you guys know what bands are out there, just really giving it their best um, performances and let you know what shows you should be going out to, to check out, things like that. Uh, music news, tour news, just kind of stuff that's making headlines. Um, as tours get announced, we'll throw those up um, with the music news. I mean, it could be any number of things. Who's working on collaborations together and 
who's announced new singles or new albums, things like that. Uh, we will be throwing in our interviews. Um, we've got a few of those lined up already where we're going to, you know, do the interview, work it into the podcast, and, and that'll be, you know, a good portion of, of the episodes. Um, and we'll be sure to keep you guys updated with who's going to be appearing on the podcast. Um, try to give you guys a little bit of heads up on it, obviously, as well. Maybe we can get some some questions from you guys to be asked for it uh, during the interview and things like that. Uh, we will do just general rantings. Uh, you never know what is going to happen as far as a piece of news may hit you the right way or the wrong way, and I'm sure we'll we'll definitely talk about that sort of stuff. Um, going to work on some Q&A type stuff, uh, let you guys ask questions on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, pretty much anywhere that, that we are as far as social media, um, and, you know, try to answer as many of those as possible, depending on time and, and things like that. Um, we're going to have a kind of a gear talk type session um, where I've got a buddy that really knows his stuff when it comes to equipment, um, different pedals and pickups and all sorts of stuff. So we'll throw those in from time to time as well. Um, occasionally I'll probably be throwing in segments of advice to, to some degree if you're interested in getting started in the music industry and in concert photography or music journalism specifically. Um, you know, I, I've been doing both those for about 12 plus years at this point. So I'd be more than happy to pass on some of my knowledge and what I've learned coming through the, the system, if you will. Um, yeah. And obviously we're going to constantly be growing and evolving the podcast. So there's going to be all kinds of new stuff coming out as we progress. Um, we'll do some stuff where we've got kind of a guest host type situation or maybe a, a quote-unquote panel of people just hanging out, having discussions and, you know, talking about all things music. So really excited for some of the pre-planned stuff that we've got, but also excited to see uh, what we come up with along the way and the things that we're able to provide you from a quality content standpoint. That's always going to be the number one uh, factor. I'm a big fan of making sure that the bands that we interview are people that you guys like and care about and want to hear from, um, as well as, you know, if there's a segment that's not doing so well that you guys are just like, hey, you know, this isn't really uh, really entertaining or isn't benefiting us or anything like that, you just let me know and we'll either switch it up or, you know, see what we can do to improve it, things like that. Uh, it's going to be a, a fun little setup that we've got, and I'm really looking forward to producing a lot of quality content for you guys. So this week could not have been bigger when it comes to uh, music news and announcements. So as I was putting this episode together and trying to come up with ideas and you know, content to provide you guys for the first episode. Um, some major, major news broke out 
on Halloween night. Well, Halloween day, technically. But uh, finally, My Chemical Romance is back. Uh, grew up listening to this band. They've been such a, a huge part of my life. You know, loved pretty much every one of their albums, every one of their songs. Um, they broke up slash went on hiatus in 2013. And everybody kind of just went their separate ways. They all, you know, started pursuing music in different ways or, you know, focusing on different things. But uh, it was said when, when the breakup happened that they would never get back together, you know, that it wasn't going to be one of those, oh, we're just taking a break and, you know, we'll, we'll be back in a couple years type deal. Um, it, it was a legitimate breakup. So, uh, on Halloween day, it, it got announced, you know, due to the weather, you know, Frankie Iro kind of teased it with, um, this Instagram post and, you know, made it seem like it was just about the weather, not being able to, to truly experience Halloween because it was kind of rainy and gloomy and he, quote-unquote, needed to find something else to do. And then just a, a matter of a couple hours later, the new Instagram for My Chemical Romance appears and starts posting, and they're back. Um, as of right now, there's only one show. Uh, the reunion show is going to be um, in Los Angeles on December 20th. It's already sold out. I mean, it sold out in minutes it, the the reaction that people had was absolutely insane um there is some new merch um as well so definitely go to their website check that out uh if you've not heard of my chemical romance and you're over the age of like 14 uh i'm not sure where you've been or what you've been doing but um they're they're a great band um early 2000s mid 2000 you know whatever you want to call it um they were one of the biggest bands really in the world um all kinds of tours they were on magazine covers all over the place uh, i mean you you really couldn't turn your head without seeing them or hearing one of their songs so uh, I'm a big fan of this coming back. Um, it's always great for fans that remember the beginning. You know, obviously it's it's great for new fans. Don't get me wrong. Um, there's tons of potential for them to pick up a lot of new listeners and um, possibly kids of fans that they had when they first started out. You know, were we're of the age where that could be a thing. So, um, huge announcement from them. Definitely going to be worth checking out anything that they put out um, in the coming months and hopefully past this uh, reunion show. Um, they haven't let on, you know, a ton of details about everything yet. But obviously, we're all hoping that there's a new album, that there's there's more to it than just one more show. Um, check them out. Their music's obviously anywhere you can listen. YouTube, Spotify, Apple, um, 
anywhere you want to go, uh, you'll find their music. So definitely uh, check that out. Huge, huge news. And then, as if that wasn't enough, um, shortly after My Chemical Romance announced their return, Rage Against the Machine is coming back as well. Um, Again, another band that I grew up listening to, big fan of. Um, They've all done kind of the same thing. They broke up, all went their separate ways, started other bands, things like that. Got into different fields in the the music industry and and everything. And now they're coming back. Um, And it's... (laughs) It's a very major, major thing in the music industry when bands are able to get back together. Um, It's huge for fans. And now, again, the fans of Rage Against the Machine, when they first started, are of the age that they have kids that they can bring in. And the feeling that you would get, you know, to be able to bring your kid to one of the shows of a band that you grew up with, it, it probably can't be explained. You know, I, I'm more than excited for both of these uh, returns. Hopefully we'll be able to do some work with both of these, you know, groups. Um, definitely think that it's uh, an exciting time uh, in the music industry and an exciting end of the year. You know, we've still got about two months left um so who knows what more we can have announced and things like that but it's going to be an exciting uh couple months and i i don't even know what else to say i mean my chemical romance and rage against the machine both back uh both of them gonna be exciting their fans and hopefully bringing us tons of new music want to give you guys a little bit of an update on shows that we've put in for and things like that. Um, Kind of what our plan is over the next couple weeks. Um, We've put in for several shows, waiting to hear back on some, just waiting, you know, timeline-wise when it comes to to press requests and whatnot. Sometimes you don't get approved until just a couple days before the show, or I've even had it be the day of the show where... Uh, that final approval comes through. So one that we did just get approval for, though, um, is going to be one of the coolest tours of the year, I think, Um, especially if you're a fan of pop punk music, uh, especially if you're a quote-unquote older fan of pop punk music, uh, and that is the Simple Plan, State Champs, and We the Kings are all on the same tour. Uh, Simple Plan and State Champs are doing a co-headlining sort of deal, and it's going to be huge. Um, So with it, they've just released a new single that Simple Plan, We the Kings, and State Champs are a part of. Uh, We the Kings just re-released their sixth studio album on vinyl. So that's super cool. It's a nice uh, re-release going to be a a super sweet uh, packaging and everything. So definitely it's a show that I think you guys need to check out. 
they are going to be coming through Indianapolis for those of you that listen in the area that I am in. Um, on November the 10th, uh, which is a Sunday night um, at the Egyptian Room at the Marat. It's going to be absolutely awesome. Um, the Marat's one of my favorite venues, the old National Center. I do a ton of work down there. And, uh, you know, if you're a, a fan of pop punk, um, if you're a fan of any one of these bands, get there early. Um, that's something that I think a lot of fans don't necessarily do. They, they know that their band or their favorite band goes on later, um, you know, if, especially if they're a headliner. Get there and check out these opening bands, man. They're, some of them are not signed to labels, and the only way that they're making money is by performing for you guys and hoping to pick up a couple fans and buying their merch and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's it's huge for these openers especially, but it also means a lot to the headliners that fans are coming out so early for their shows and being a part of the the community the the genre the environment the scene as i call it and um you know i think it's going to be a, a great show um when it's a co-headlining show that's something else for you guys to think about you don't always know which one of them is headlining that night until maybe the day of so um, if you're not paying attention you may mess around and wait and the band that you wanted to see actually performed before the headline. So, um, you know, get out there, check it out. It's going to be a phenomenal show. Uh, we just posted about it on the website. So there's a link um, to the tour poster and everything on there for you to go check things out, listen to the new song. Um, yeah, it's going to be an awesome, awesome deal. So hope to see you there. If you do see me out there, say what's up. Um, you know, I'm always around. Uh, sometimes I'm busy, so we'll see what happens. For this week's album of the week, artist of the week, song of the week, it's going to change every week. I don't know. Sometimes it's going to be just a song. Sometimes it's going to be an album. This week, I want to just focus on the artist in general, um, but also one of their albums specifically. So My Chemical Romance, guys. They just announced that they're returning. They've got that reunion show in December out in L.A. It's going to be huge. Um, so for me growing up, they were definitely a big, big part of kind of the, the music genre that I was into at the time and that I've grown up with and kind of, you know, cut my teeth on, if you will. Um, so... The album specifically that I want to focus on is Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Uh, this album came out in 2004. It's got 13 tracks. Um, it's just under 40 minutes long. But it's a album that you can literally press play on song one and run it all the way through the end. And probably hit repeat at least once. So... Um, it's an album that there's literally not a song on this album that I skip. Uh, there's a few songs specifically that I want to bring up. A um, couple of them have been uh, 
singles already. Um, and then just, you know, ones that really hit me specifically. Uh, the first song is going to be I'm Not Okay, I Promise. Now that song specifically was huge for me. Um, I went through a very big emo stage. Um, and I mean, it doesn't get much more emo than My Chemical Romance. Uh, that song's obviously about not being okay. Um, just, you know, feeling like you don't belong, feeling like you're kind of the outcast and feeling like there's stuff you're missing out on but it's not who you are either so that was a huge one for me uh growing up and then um it was obviously one of the the singles on that album another is going to be um helena which was again another single off the album um and gerard's voice throughout this entire song is just absolutely incredible So that song uh, is, A, just a lot of fun, um, but B was, you know, a huge song, uh, was constantly played on MTV back when they actually showed music videos and things. Um, you know, it, it goes to, to show a lot about Gerard's kind of vocal range um, and just how the band was uh, able to incorporate um different visual aspects in the the music video specifically uh it's a funeral procession so you would assume that it's going to be very just kind of um morose and not eventful but the way that they do it it's more of the celebration of life and 
there's dancers and all sorts of stuff, and it's just a really cool video. Um, third is going to be The Ghost of You. Um, this song is absolutely incredible as well. Shows off Gerard's vocal range, and the music video is the guys actually in the military back at the D-Day landing, um, and Gerard gets to see the bandmates and his friends getting shot during that invasion. So, again, that song being a lot about experiencing loss and, um, again, the visuals within that video, the storming the beach at D-Day and everything is, is just, a, it's a very, very powerful uh, video to go along with that song. Um, overall, the entire album is... Probably, like I said at the beginning, probably one of the biggest emo albums of all time. Um, I mean, if you're making a list, it's probably top three um, of all time. And the band has grown up over time, um, releasing, you know, different styles of music to some extent um still maintaining a lot of the undertones and and things like that but definitely evolving their sound as they they grew up you know and that's the big thing that uh so many people forget when they get critical of albums that came later in in careers and things like that is they forget that these people have grown up so the music that they were writing when they were 19, 20, 21 isn't going to be the same music that they're writing as 32-year-olds, 33, 34, whatever they are. It's going to be a much more mature um, sound and a much more mature lyrical um, basis for, for the song. So... Definitely think you guys need to check it out. Again, the album is called Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge by My Chemical Romance. Hands down one of the best emo albums of all time and is our pick for Artist and Album of the Week. All right, guys, so that was uh, episode one. Uh, we've got it under our belt. We've got it out there for you. Um, let us know what you think. Follow us on all the social medias. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, at You Make the Scene. Uh, we're constantly posting concert photography and different things. Um, got a lot of interviews that are going to be coming up soon. Uh, a lot of just general stuff that's happening with us. So, you know, definitely give us a follow. Let us know what you thought of everything. 
Let us know if you have any name suggestions, if you have any segment suggestions, anything like that. That'd be huge for us. Um, so yeah, it, it's been a great time. Um, we're looking forward to this. We're going to try to do weekly um, podcasts. So hopefully we'll get this up and running very quickly and we won't necessarily have any gaps in this. But uh, if we do, just stay tuned to our social medias because we will definitely let you know if there's going to be a, a week that we have to skip or anything like that. Um, we've got interviews, like I said, lined up. The very first interview that will be part of the podcast is going to be with a band called Being As An Ocean. Um, so we'll let you know a little closer to time when we've got it scheduled. Uh, we'll put it out there for you guys to ask any questions that you may have. We'll try to ask some of those to them and get some answers for you. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a big year coming up for us. A lot of changes happening and a lot of growth uh, within everything. So we're also going to try to partner with um, some of our, our PR team uh, friends and, and label friends and things like that. See if maybe we can't do some giveaways, whether it's tickets or maybe a, a merch bundle or something like that. Um, see what we can figure out for you guys there. Speaking of merch, uh, we will have some new designs going up for pre-order soon. Um, let us know if you have something in mind that you like as far as, you know, it's definitely winter. If you want hoodies, if you want t-shirts, let us know what we can, uh, you know, start designing and, and get those up for you. Uh, and then lastly, I'm going to do a small little plug. Uh, hearing does not come back. And I'm just going to say that as someone that went to a lot of concerts when I was younger and did not care about how close to the speakers I was without uh, any sort of protection for my ears, it has hurt me over time. Uh, I have partnered with Eargasm Earplugs. Uh, I am now an affiliate with them. Would love you guys checking them out, seeing what you think. Uh, I'm a huge fan of, of these earplugs. Um, they're not paying me to say this. Again, I'm, I'm an affiliate, so uh, be transparent with you. Basically, that means if you guys do buy some and use my link, I will get a cut of that commission um, or of that purchase as a commission. Um, so yeah, it, it would be great for you guys to do that, but regardless of if you buy those or through that link or, you know, whatever, just make sure you're protecting your ears. You know, you think that you're too young, you're too cool for those earplugs. I can tell you right now you're wrong. Uh, you will lose your hearing faster than you think, and it does not take much, and it never comes back. So definitely protect your ears, guys. Um, thanks for tuning in to the podcast really appreciate all the support um and you know we're looking forward to doing a lot of new segments and providing a lot of new content for you and as always guys take care of each other uh remember that you make the scene <laughs>